Hello everyone and welcome to the Narrow Path Podcast. Uh, my name is Isaac. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining in. This is uh, the first episode of the podcast. Um, I'm excited to see what the Holy Spirit has for um, this podcast. Uh, not just for me, for uh, anyone that uh, is listening. Um, I I hope it brings uh, nothing but blessings and positivity to your life. Um, you can always message um, the podcast email um, if you have any topics or if you want to join in on any of the future podcasts. Um, I am I'm excited to have uh, some people on if uh, they're willing to. Um, I hope everyone's night is going good and their day went well. Um, we're going to jump in um, to the first series that I'm going to be doing. It is called God 23. And we're going to be talking about 23 different certitudes of God, um, which is uh, just another fun word for um, facts or um, different, different ways that God is around us and different ways that God is is here and um, different things that God does um, I'm expecting possibly three episodes to cover this so I'm gonna shoot for seven for each episode I'm sorry for the first episode and then uh, eight for the other two um, and uh, we're, we're going to jump right in with uh, the first one, which is um, God is self-existent. Self-existent, in other words, would be inherent existence. Existence possessed by virtue of a being's own nature and independent of any other being or cause. An attribute particular to God. And for the uh, scripture that goes along with, with that would be Exodus 3, 13 through 14. Which reads, Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Then God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to your children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, the the way I have always seen it, um, it's always been a mystery for every Christian or even non-believers have, have this as their main thought as how can a God exist on its own, on his own? Um, how, who created God? And, and the thing about it is, <laughs> it's as simple as what, what God said to Moses in the scripture. I am who I am. He's pretty much saying, stop questioning Stop overthinking. Stop trying to to build this tower and climb up to find out 
something that is is unneeded to for you to find out. You just need to have faith that that God is who He is, and and it's it's simple as that. All right, number two. God is self-sufficient. Self-sufficient is the capability of providing for oneself without the help of others. In the view of the Bible, a sinner is a self-sufficient person who declares his independence of God and boasts of his own accomplishments. And the scripture that we have to correlate with that would be Psalms 50, verses 10 through 12. That would be, for every beast in the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine in all of its fullness. So that, that that's another thing that God's pretty much saying you don't need to worry about how I suffice I provide for you your thoughts shouldn't worry about how I provide for myself I'm self-sufficient he's the the king of kings the the alpha and the omega <clears throat> and he what does he even need that he doesn't already possess or, or could create to, to possess uh, I just feel like the only thing that God wants and needs is for us to to fall back to him and and to call on him and to be <clears throat> be the person that wants to drop on their knees and, and realize I can't do this on my own. I'm carrying all this all these burdens. I'm carrying all this past, all this hurt, all this pain. I can't do this on my own. That's all God needs. He's self sufficient. Doesn't need anything else. Number three, God is eternal. Eternal, meaning lasting or existing forever without end or without beginning. <clears throat> and we have two scriptures for that. First one would be in Deuteronomy, that would be in the 33rd chapter, 27th verse. That reads, The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you, and will say, Destroy. Wow. Alright. Um, second verse <clears throat> would be Psalms, chapter 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Alright. And so, with, with God being, going back to, to the first two, A, self-existent. And be self-sufficient. 
with those combined making him eternal just doesn't doesn't make it out of the question or out of the out of the the realm of of making sense for it to go you know correlate together he as the the definition says lasting or existing forever and without end or beginning the beginning as we we just discussed with the self-existence man there 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 can't be a thought or an answer for something that is eternal because there's nothing on this earth that is the only thing that's ever walked on this earth that was eternal died as a human being his spirit was always eternal and that's in Jesus Christ but God is everlasting and, and, and will continue on forever and as Deuteronomy says he will thrust out the enemies before you and as long as we are underneath his everlasting arms it, 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 we are safe it's a beautiful thing alright we can move on to number 4 forgive me if I'm going too fast this is the first time I've ever done this <clears throat> All right. Number four, God is infinite. Infinite is a theological term which implies that God is no bound by time or space. And we have two, two verses that we're going to be looking at. Uh, the first one will be in First Kings, eight, chapter eight, twenty-two through twenty-seven. I know it's a little bit of a long one. I'm going to let, give you a second if you're following along in the Bible. <clears throat> God is infinite. That's a theological term which implies that God is no bound by space or time. All right, 1 Kings 8, 22 through 27. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands towards heaven. Just picture that. Just picture Solomon standing before the altar, not only in the presence of the Lord, but the entire assembly of Israel. With his hands spread out towards heaven, and he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God in heaven above or on earth below like you. Who keep your covenant and mercy with your servants, who walk before you with all their heart. You have kept what you have promised your servant David, my father. You have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled it with your hands, as it is this day. Therefore, Lord God of Israel, now keep what you promised your servant. David my father saying you shall not fail to have a man sit before me on the throne of Israel only if your sons take heed to their ways that they walk before me as they have walked before me as you have walked before me and now I pray O God of Israel let your words come true 
which you have spoken to your servant David my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and, and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple which I have built. Wow. Pleading to God, uh, you know, as we know, um, Solomon's father was David. Uh, David. David had his struggles. David. <laughs> David was was one of the most utilized people in the Bible, um, especially um, with a checkered past. You're talking about a murderer. You're talking about someone who who wanted absolutely nothing to do with the Lord and and he used him in so many ways and kept a covenant with him and Solomon is like I said picture him pleading to God in front of everyone at the altar please Lord let your words come true It's amazing, it's amazing how much God can do when it comes to not only blessings, but just a daily walk, random things that come to mind, and and somehow they just, they just come true, or they just happen, and you're like, Lord, really, like, thank you, like, <laughs> you were actually, you know, listening, <laughs> All right, the second scripture is uh, Jeremiah 23, 24. Which reads, Can anyone hide himself in secret places? So I shall not see him, says the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? And that's just God... Like, are you really questioning me? Like, why Why is this something that needs to be questioned? And, uh, God is, 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 is asking, can you really hide from me? Is there a place that I can't see you? Is there, is there a place that you think that my eyes can't visit? You know, starting back from, from the Garden of Eden, the first sin... God couldn't find Adam. But after that, you know, you know, everything changed after that. God really, really changed the path to get to him and made it a lot more complicated because of man's decision to not listen. But there's no reason to question question that he sees you he's infinite he's everywhere he he can he, he can see everything you're doing always be always be cautious number five uh god is omnipresent omnipresent if you don't know what what that word means it's a theological term that refers to the ultimate nature of god or his ability to be everywhere at all times 
God is not like the manufactured idols of ancient cultures that were limited to one altar or one temple area. And for this uh, scripture, we have would be Psalms 139, verses 7 through 12. So we're talking about God being omnipresent, theological term that refers to the ultimate nature of God or his ability to be everywhere at all times. Psalms 139, 7 through 12 reads, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, are you there? If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there your, he your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you but the night shines as the day the darkness and the light are both alike to you wow so with God's ability natural his natural ability to be everywhere at all times and, and that just goes along you know with him being infinite it, it, and <laughs> it amazes me how a lot of Christians think that, you know, if I, if I hide in the bathroom and I, and I watch some pornography or if I, or if I masturbate, uh, or if I'm, I'm watching TikTok videos of, of women shaking their booty, um, God can't see me, you know, I'm, I'm inside this, inside this little box. Uh, that, that's just a ridiculous way of, of thinking of God. And it restricts not only uh, the his the thought process of of man's thought of his ability, but it also alters the way they view God when it comes to their sin, when it comes to their walk with with Him, that they are able to do stuff. You know, like like I said, in in, in hiding places, in hidden places. And think that they're they're perfectly fine, you know. But the darkness and the light are both a light to you. Lights on, lights off. It doesn't matter. God can see it. God knows about it. God is watching. All right. Number six is God is omnipotent. The God being omnipotent. Is number six a theological term that refers to the all-encompassing power of God the Almighty God expects humans human beings to obey him and he holds them responsible for their thoughts and actions nevertheless he is the all-powerful Lord who has created all things and sustains them by the word of his power.
by the word of his power. The word. The Bible, guys. Bible is his word. There's no there's no hidden words besides that. You know, going past the Bible, you know, causes confusion. It causes chaos, and it throws you off of your of your walk on the narrow path. It throws you off and throws you to the wide path. So God being omnipotent, like I said, is the term that refers to the all-encompassing power of God. Think of a think of a compass. And that's where, you know, the base word of uh, encompassing would come from. A compass points you in every single direction, and you can get wherever you need to go, whether you're trying to go north, south, east, or west, as long as you know how to read a compass. So you think of, of God, His power is, is covers everything. It, it covers the north, the south, the east, and the west, all the way. Now, the scriptures that we have for this, I have two of them. One, the first one is Genesis 18, 13, and 14. Which is uh, God talking to Abraham um, about Sarah. <laughs> and uh, th this is a little after he, he told them that they, they were going to be blessed with Isaac in their old, old age. Very old so there was questions, and, and Sarah had, you know, uh, she chuckled a little bit. So Genesis 18, 13 through 14. And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord at the appointed time? I will return to you according to to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son and <laughs> this is God saying you know he didn't think it was very humorous that <laughs> that Sarah chuckled at you know despite her old age God literally told her that it was going to happen so, so there was the the split lack of faith, the split second lack of faith. The chuckle was the lack of faith and questioning. Am I really? Is God really? Why would He? I'm old. And all God had to say is anything too hard for the Lord? Like, come on now. You could be five hundred, and I'll, you know, give you a son. <clears throat> The uh, other scripture we have is Revelations 19 and 6. 19, 6. Yeah, I got you going from the beginning of the Bible to the back of the Bible. The correlation of God encompassing the entire world just shows in, in these two verses encompassing the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelations. Revelations 19.6 And I heard, as it were there, the, gr the voice of great multitudes, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of almighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. And we're talking about revelations, which is, you know, dealing with the, the end times. So, you know, we're, we're seeing this vision here. 
and you're hearing what sounds like running waters, running waters. If if you've ever you know stood by a a, a big river here in Colorado, we have we, we have nothing but rivers. Um, but if you go to I don't know, I'll say about Oklahoma, and you go down to the Ozark or or the Mississippi River, and how large and massive, or the Amazon, and you hear it flowing, and you can't you can't hear anything around you. Once you, if you're right there, it is so loud. So you're thinking of multitudes. Multitude could could mean millions of people. The sound of many waters and the sound of thunder, almighty thundering, saying. Hallelujah, hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. He will forever reign. His encompassing power will forever reign. And all it takes is our faith to, to, to push that. As long as we got our hands in the air and, and being as loud as possible, I would love to, to be sitting in church and, and everyone at once hands up in the air singing hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigns all at the same time I can only imagine that feeling I can only imagine the vision of this alright we're at number 7 and this is going to be the last one for the day so this is going to be Let's see. This is God is omnipotent. Omnipotent. Alright, so we got God is omnipotent, which is a theological term that refers to God's superior knowledge and wisdom, his power to know all things. God is the Lord who knows our thoughts from afar. He is acquainted with all of our ways, knowing our words even before they are on our tongues. So this one's talking about God's wisdom being <clears throat> everlasting. So we've gone through, you know, God's unlimited nature and ability to be everywhere. God's encompassing power and the ability of his power to spread around everywhere across all nations at once and then now we're at God's superior knowledge and wisdom and his power to know all things even before they are on our tongues which is sad you know, I have my I have my fleshly moments with my tongue, and and it's sad to know that God's already shaking his head before I say it. You know, and um, we're gonna look at two two scriptures in this one. Looking at Psalms one thirty nine. That's gonna be two through six. It it makes it a little bit more. Um, I guess respecting of his power, knowing that God knows what what we're gonna say before we even say it. You know, that's why I pray that the that the Holy Spirit leads my tongue during all of my podcasts. Um, 
in all of my walk of life, I want to pray at any moment, at any time of frustration that God just keep whatever my stupid mind wants to say, whatever my angry heart wants to say to these people, to my to my wife, to my kids, to my family, to, it doesn't matter. Just just keep my tongue from from being that two-edged sword. All right, so let's get to Psalms 139, 2 through 6, which reads, You know my sitting downs and rising ups. You, you understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word for my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before, and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Let me hear that right there again. You have hedged me behind and before. You laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. The psalmist says, too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. That's just... That, that's speaking to God's wisdom. It stretches so far. There's, we can't reach it. You know, why even imagine? What, just think... Whatever God grants when it comes to knowledge for us, the level of knowledge that he has given us is far, far, far below the level of, of wisdom, the level of, of knowledge, the, the power to know all things. There, It's just far below what God can do and what, what God has done and what God will do. Sometimes I wish I was the psalmist, man. Uh, I, I just wish uh, I can I can lay there and and be on my knees and and plead to God all of my transgressions in such a poetic way, such a way that 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 touches us daily. Multitudes of of Christians refer to Psalms on a daily basis to to start off their day or to finish their day or in the middle of the day because there's the it's all in there it's all in there any any frustrations any feelings any disappointments are all in psalms the second scripture we're looking at is going to be Isaiah 40 and that's going to be verses 13 through 14 Isaiah 40 verses 13 through 14 you know, I, I pray daily. God grant me wisdom, grant me knowledge, grant me the 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 power to to just make it through with 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 Him, with with the Holy Spirit walking with me, hand by hand, uh, shoulder by shoulder. And I believe God God grants it, and I I believe God is always there. With the Holy Spirit being our helper, being the helper, he's always there. 
Okay, Isaiah 40, 13 through 14. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord, or as his counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel? And who instructed him and taught him in the path of justice? Who taught his knowledge and who showed him the way of understanding? <laughs> this just it, the the way this correlates to it is, is amazing. Just the, all those questions, you know, there, there is no answer besides none. No one, not a single gosh darn person, not not a God greater. There is nothing or no one. God didn't go to college. God didn't go to seminary school. God didn't have to do all that. He directs the spirit. You're talking about, this is Isaiah. This is Old Testament where we have the spirit making, making appearance here. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Or as his counselor has taught him. The spirit is our helper. Another word for helper is counselor. The, the, this is the Holy Spirit making an appearance of. Who taught the Holy Spirit? How to, how to be there for us. Who taught the Holy Spirit how to, how to hug us. Who taught the Holy Spirit how to, how to wrap the arms around and, and say. Give it all to God. Give it all to us. Well, like I said, I, I with this being my first podcast, I, I hope it went well. You know, for seven, a um, little over 30 minutes, I feel like I did decent when it comes to time-wise. And I, I hope people listen through it. I hope you guys got something off of it. And if you didn't, you could tell me. If you did, you could tell me. Or, you know, you can go to God with it, too. You know, you don't have to make it personal. Um, I want to thank you if you did listen through it all. Um, I pray that the Lord touches this podcast, and I pray that, that it, it brings in souls, and I pray that it touches brothers and sisters that, that have questions or, or have struggles or have thoughts or have worries or fears, which is natural, and it's okay to have all that. We have the grace of God pouring down on us. We have the truth of his word in the 66 books. 66 book love letter. He wrote to us as an instruction manual to live our daily life, to get through it, through anything. I have my fleshly moments. I have depression. I am bipolar. But I, I, I don't lean on the fact that I, I have all those issues. I lean on the fact that God has the ability to, if not take away those, to compress it, to, to, to press it down, to hold it back, to put his foot on top of it and say, I have you. You are with me. You are mine. You are mine. Just like God is telling you guys, you are his. You are the one that, that, that he left the 99 to go look for. You are the lost sheep. 
and he is grateful that you that you want to be back with him or or with him period or want to know him or want to hear him that's all he wants he wants to hear what we you know how we feel he wants to hear our praise and worship he wants to know that we are grateful for another day of life he wants to know that we are grateful for our families our children our our spouses that we are grateful for our jobs he want that's what he wants to know just simply thank you lord for everything especially the blood of your son the one that takes the iniquities away the the, the one who who took the 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 beatings who who took the the death on the cross which is brutal and, and and the history of the cross is just he made the cross so beautiful that we wear a cross or or we represent a church with a cross that is how beautiful that blood that he shed on it was he made something that was so ugly that was used for for, for the worst sinners which jesus wasn't and he made it beautiful sorry i'm getting a little a little heated going here a little off track um i just i want to end this with a prayer and and i hope you guys stayed through and and you guys got something and i love everyone and i hope god blesses you and uh, i just want to pray real quick father god thank you thank you for being here lord god with us lord jesus as as we listen as we pray to you lord god as we unwind and, and give ourselves to you lord god lord i want to thank you for for everyone lord god that that has taken the time to listen lord and i pray father that you touch them lord god that you allow the holy spirit to wrap his glorious arms around them whatever they're dealing with lord i i pray any any anger, any depression, any frustration, any lostness, any any suicidal thoughts, any any addictions, um, pornography, it's any anything, Lord God, any battles that anyone's listening or that anyone's dealing with that that's listening or even not listening, touch them, draw them closer to you, Lord God, make the move. For the ones that refuse to make the move first, Lord God, show them the path. Show them. Give them the sign that they need. Lord God, I pray for our families, Lord God, for our children. Lord God, our children. Father, I pray, Lord, that you touch them, their innocent souls, their innocent hearts. Father God, guide them as they go to school, public schools, Father God, whatever these schools are allowing, are allowed to teach to our children, but they restrict you, Lord God, oh Lord Jesus, I pray that you guide them, Lord God, a hedge of protection over every single kid, Lord God, do not believe the lies of the devil. And do not allow your children to believe the, the lies of the devil. 
Father God, I pray, Lord, for any marriages that are struggling. Draw them together, Father God. Take away their stress, Lord God, any frustration with their marriage, any anger, any any remorse, anything that they're holding in as ammunition for the next fight. Take it all away, Lord God. It's not right. It's not right. Thank you, Lord God, Father, for, for, for another day, for another night, for more for more breath breath to breathe in and out, Lord God. For another day, another opportunity to draw closer to you. Father God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. This is the Narrow Path Podcast. I'm Isaac Rodriguez. Thank you if you listen through the whole thing for the first, grand first episode of this podcast. And and I pray the Holy Spirit guides us through this. Um, you can leave any reviews, any comments, uh, any emails. Um, we have a Facebook page already. Um, go ahead and throw a like share it, follow it, uh, more content will be coming out, um, probably not on a daily basis, I, it all depends, um, I, I am a stay-at-home father right now, my main focus is my son, um, you know, praise the Lord, the last few days he's allowed me to, to study up, to, to do research, to, to, to draw near to God, um, He's, he's seven months old right now, uh, so you can only imagine he's starting to learn how to crawl a little bit. It's more like rolling in circles, but he's my, my, my little man, and uh, I also ask for prayer, guys, um, any frustration, any um, lack of love or understanding that I would have for my kids, especially my son. And my girls, I, 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 I'm asking for you guys to, to pray for me as well. I'm just like you. I'm just an, another ordinary guy that goes to church every Sunday, that has a family, that that wants to thrive for God. <clears throat> Already losing my voice. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Good night. God bless. Uh, thank you for listening in. This is the Narrow Path Podcast. Have a blessed night. In Jesus' name.